Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! We call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Okay, welcome back. It is the Eskridge Lexus postgame show. Uh, Carrie Murdoch, Eddie Radosevich here with you on this uh, victorious Saturday. We're back to celebrating victories and talking about victories. Uh, so that's very good after last week and what we went through uh, with the Baylor game. Uh, but Sooners win it today, 28-21. Uh, Eddie, they don't know any other way to win, it, it appears. Uh, they uh, look like that they were going to distance themselves as they uh, run it right down Iowa State's throat with about five minutes left. Uh, then all of a sudden, somehow Iowa State has the ball with a chance to tie or possibly win uh, in the final closing seconds. Uh, and that, my friend, is Oklahoma football. Except for one little thing. The offense kind of sucks now. I don't know what happened, but it, it, the offense is terrible. Kind of is what it is. Kind of is what it is, Kerry. I mean, I <laughs> I told a couple people before the game started, it's like, if we know one thing about this uh, this team, it's that we don't know anything. So I guess that's kind of makes it uh, from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, you don't really know what you're going to uh, sign up for or what you're uh, signing up for or what you're jumping into, but uh, it kind of is what it is. It's like, they're just going to win ugly. It might be the worst 10 and one team in the country, but Lincoln Riley would tell you after the game that, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of other teams around the country that uh, want to be 10 and one. So I thought it was – I got a kick out of it. Like, he he just won't admit that this team is kind of shitty in some points, but uh, I it just – it is what it is, is it not? Like, there is no other side of it. I mean, they, they just – they win extremely ugly football games, and it just kind of – that's what – that's where they're at. And it's an – I mean, look, this program has an identity crisis. I mean – how many different uh, personalities have they had as a team so far this year? Now it looks like the only thing that this team can do is play defense. Uh, and three weeks ago, you wondered if they were ever going to, if, if they were as bad as it ever was in the Mike Stoops era. Yeah. And I mean, defensively, I thought they played with a pretty good presence. The defense about won today. the game. They scored a touchdown on defense. Like, without they that, physical. they don't win this game today. I mean, I think you could probably count on, you know, maybe one hand and maybe use a couple fingers from the other hand to count the missed tackles, which I didn't think was bad today. But offensively, I just 
Does it come down to they just is Caleb? Are they hiding an injury for Caleb Williams in a shoulder or something? Like, well, if they are, what why, the why, hell why, is why, going why on with him? Like, what I don't know. Happened? Where did where did Caleb Williams go? I think the he's guy there. That, I think I think he's a freshman, man. I just like that's my that's the only thing that I can fall back. Factually on maybe, accurate, Eddie. He is a freshman. It is. That, that's the only thing that we can say about it because. The way that like, it, sometimes it feels like he holds onto the ball. I mean, the the seventy five yard run was great in the first quarter. It's but, he's turned into Spencer Rattler all of a sudden, where it looks like he's afraid to throw the ball and that no one is ever open. Like when he came into the game for Spencer Rattler, it looked like everything opened up, and it was like, oh, I can throw to this guy, throw to that guy, I'll throw it up here. I don't know. Maybe the interceptions have freaked him out a little bit. Maybe he's pressing. Maybe he's being trying to be a little too careful. Uh, sure. Maybe, maybe you know, Lincoln Riley needs to change his approach with his quarterbacks because right now he's got two quarterbacks that one got replaced by the other, and the other that replaced him that looked so good is now looking like the one that he replaced and the reason that he replaced him. Yeah, I will say that, you know, I, I think that Baylor and Iowa State probably disguise some things. They're good defensively. How much of that is him just not taking chances? It seems like there's some plays that he sits back there and just pats the ball for, you know, three or four seconds. And it's like you can it's it's one of those that when you're in the stadium. The end zone play, when he got sacked in the end zone and fumbled the ball, like you you had to know to you had you had no time to get rid of the ball. Like you, you get, had you to get, get it out, out of there. You gotta yeah. throw the ball. I I don't know. Uh I guess the other side of that is is like the good news is it looked like they found a little bit of something in the run game, but then they just completely go away from it, like they like they did in the uh, well in the they third got, quarter. They got. I mean, the last drive was pitiful. I mean, uh, Caleb Williams starts out getting sacked, which he, he kept a like a, a read play, a mesh play. He keeps it, and it was just the wrong decision. I don't think yeah. either person was going anywhere, but loses the five yards, and they lose another yard on the next play, handing it off to Kennedy Brooks. Uh, and then it was just, you know, trash time until we can punt the ball away. But before that series, that was when they ran it like eight times and with Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks, and they just ran it right down Iowa State's throat. Yeah, and, I mean, this is the reality. <laughs> We're talking about an Oklahoma offense that had less than 100 yards uh, passing today. God, I mean, that's unbelievable. Caleb Williams was 8 for 18 with 87 yards. He wasn't even close to 90 yards. I mean, I guess not even good. The one, I guess, good note is is that they almost got to 100 because Spencer Rattler came in when his helmet got knocked off. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know who their leading receiver today was? You'll love this. Marvin Mims. One reception, 22 <laughs> yards. One reception, 22 yards. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it's insane to me. It's insane to me. It, like, it... Some of the play calling is just strange to say the least. I but I don't know. There I mean I there were know. several times where just it was clear not, like why does it, it happen against West Virginia? It happened today again. It's like when they get these umbrella zone coverages, they can't get open as receivers. Like there's something going on. Like do they have a way of practicing against this? Do they have a way of learning how to settle down into zones and get open? Like, it just doesn't seem... Or does everyone... I mean, Drake Stoops was out today, uh, probably, you know, still suffering from that shot he took a week ago. Um, 
you know, he's a guy that can kind of be a zone buster at times. So maybe not having him hurt, but um, we didn't, we never saw Theo Weiss, uh, even though he warmed up. Yeah, so that's warmed up. maybe at least a good sign for the future. But here, here's the thing, Carrie. It's like, sure, the, the, the umbrella and it presents problems for guys to throw the football. Donovan Smith's a freshman. He threw for 322 yards last week against yeah. Iowa State. He was 25 of 32. Maybe that's the key, just having a freshman. Chandler Morris, TCU. I mean, when he, I, I, he I, tore up Baylor I, before OU played him. I just don't get it. I, I don't get what Caleb Williams isn't seeing. And it's not getting any easier. I mean, next week's oh, going to be How are they going to score next bath. week? It, may, it might be the most... I mean, it might be the most Big Ten football game the Big 12 has ever played next week. Well, that's the only way that OU is going to be able to win a football game next week. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to that. They need when, two scores from their can. defense be, if they're going to win next positive? week. Can we be positive? They did play well defensively. They were fantastic. The Kohler show in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean. Like, the, that's the other reality. That's the other reality. Iowa State is two or three plays away from probably winning that football game because I have no doubt in my mind if they score a touchdown at the end of the game, they're going for two, and they're going to throw it to Chase Allen or they're going to throw it to Charlie Kohler. I thought the same. I think everybody felt the same. You have to. Yeah. You have to. If you're Matt Campbell, you have <laughs> Gary, they were going for it. They went for it on fourth and one from their own 19-yard line today in, like, the uh, third quarter. Or was that the second quarter? It was the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, is that not, the, like, the most – disrespectful thing that I've ever you've ever seen from a from a team it's to, almost a, like, to a defense. It's almost like Matt Campbell said something this week that made him play a lot more aggressive this weekend to prove to people that he wasn't a pussy. Yeah. Well there I think wasn't there like two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on the line for him with a win today? I didn't realize that. I didn't know he had a contract. I think he got like a uh, like an incentive spike. Hmm. By the way, speaking of uh fourth downs I don't know. I was back and forth between players and coaches. So I don't know everything that absolutely that Riley addressed. Mm-hmm. Did he talk about the fake punt? No. Didn't come up one time. Good Lord. In fact, this will, in, this will infuriate a lot of people. He talked about how well they played on special teams today. <laughs> don't do For- that. Particularly the particularly the punting, which I will say. Oh, Michael Mike, Turk, you were fantastic. Mike, Michael yes. Turk was great. Trevon West making the uh, tackle in the fourth quarter on the final one. But here's Probably the problem. Probably the game. Here's the problem. Other than Gabe Burkett's missing field goals in a, a muff punt um, that was recovered by OU, the individuals did a good job. I mean, kickoffs, nothing went out of bounds. You missed a 25-yard field goal. Unbelievable. You don't get uh But I mean that you don't, but you here's don't get my bonus points for not kicking the ball out of bounds and Here's in, my in point. Migrating. Yeah, well, I don't yeah, okay. Uh here's my point. The biggest screw up of the day was a coaching mistake. Not being ready and being that susceptible to a fake punt, that's on the coaches. There was nobody within 25 yards of Mevis. I think he, the, uh, he, he came pretty close to just completely running all the way into the end zone without anybody noticing. I mean, everybody was bailing. Everybody bailed to go uh, set up the return. That is, they, don't re- 
They don't return the kicks anyway. No. So what, are you, what are you setting up? That's what everybody was upset about online while I was running the Twitter account. They're like, really? We don't even return punts. So why is everyone bailing? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I mean, that's one of those things where you have allowed things to slip to a degree that is unacceptable to be a coaching staff at the University of Oklahoma. They're really missing Beamer. They have got to take a look at what they're... I mean, and the fans, I know, and I, I get it. Like, everything is a fair catch on the kickoff. And I'm sure that it has to do some with analytics and some just being the most violent, you know, uh, play in football as a kickoff return and limiting injuries. That's probably analytics. Just a bad look, man. And it always has been. And it always... The fans will not get it. They don't understand it. Well, there's... And I think that, like, even with the win today, it's like it's another one possession victory in which you have your defense out there having to save your ass on the field. And then Riley comes in and I'm not going to say that like he doesn't get it because he obviously like it's it's just so strange to be critical of this. And he bristles on a day when he bristles he ties Bob Stoops for most victories in uh, first five years as head coach. But at the same time, you can't honestly sit there and say that everything is perfect when every person that has watched this team play sees the just the kind of the shit show at times this is the the biggest disconnect between Lincoln and the fans that there has ever been which is the fans just want you to admit that you could you should be playing better than you are yeah and Lincoln but, just wants to tell people tough shit we're winning it's a little. It's a little bit of a battle. It's a little bit of a battle. Yes, and you get away with it when you're ten and one. But, but then you lose to Baylor, and like, yes, I I give Lincoln credit. Credit. He went to the Bob Stoop School of uh, Losses. Like when they lose, he handles it with a great amount of of care and class, and he's very respectful to people that want to ask tough questions. But it's he bristles so much. At yeah. any kind of criticism, when he wins, it's just like well, it's just like the press conference that one day. It was like he stopped in the middle to say, "You guys know we're six and zero, right?" The problem with that too is they're you know you're the ones that put I, the standard out there all the time. Sure. Well, and what what I was gonna say is like, Carrie, they're let's. Less than 10 plays away from this thing being, you know, they're 10 and one. They're less than probably 10 plays away from being, I don't know, like four and seven in the, in the same spot as Texas right now. I know that's dramatic, but that's a little bit of the truth at the same time. Yeah, but they're not though. I mean, that's the I know, thing. I know. And, and you can't really play that game. I know you hate the hypotheticals, but. But if you go, I mean, look, you, you go play in Bedlam, save Mike Gundy, pees down There's his leg once again. There's a better chance they get embarrassed next week, I feel like, than go have a solid. I just I, I just don't know how they're going to score on that defense. I know. I know. But what I'm it, saying is, I mean, I don't know what's going on in the Baylor game right now. I know they turned it over, and they were down less than the score. As we're recording right now, Kansas State's driving, but they're down twenty to ten under eleven minutes left. Okay. 
But like if Baylor lost that game, they're out of the Big 12. Yeah, if, if Baylor were to find a way to lose this in the last 10 minutes, all of a sudden it's Bedlam back-to-back no matter what. Who does Baylor finish with? Tech. Hmm. Oh, that's right. That's that's the other... The other that kind of became the replacement for T plus one. For yeah. Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Texas A&M. Um, it, no, but I mean, just, look... I think you should feel good that they beat Iowa State today. They're not as bad as we thought coming out of Baylor, especially on defense. And I think we thought that they were okay on defense, but they will. I mean, it's just like, come on, Lincoln. Like, did you see the time of possession difference out there? Like, I don't know how that defense survived today. Yeah. They got put in even worse a position than they were against Baylor last year. Or well, last week. Don't don't forget too that there were I mean, Iowa State did some things offensively and also don't forget that Iowa State uh I mean, this is how bad it was. Is I mean Jalen Redmond has the the touchdown return before halftime to give him the lead 14-7, which was an incredible play. But at the same time, I mean, you have Iowa State's backup playing quite a bit there in the third quarter. Hunter Decker's never heard of the guy. Uh then Purdy comes back in and once he did, they started moving the ball again. Yeah. I mean, well, and the troubling thing is the same play over and over. Just yeah, Charlie throwing Kohler it to Kohler. In the middle. And the other thing about it too is, is the fact that you look at, uh, you know, Iowa State there in the first half before the Jalen Redmond uh, fumble return, they had moved the ball down to the OU twenty-five-ish yard line, and then they had the 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 uh, what was it, uh, lineman downfield, or I mean, not the. Uh, the reverse pass that they ended up bringing back because pass. it was an illegal play. Yeah, it was a double pass. I mean, that pushes them all the way back to the 40-yard line. So, I don't know. It I just, mean, the biggest momentum-changing play was the, the fake punt. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, were... because that was out of the point where you had finally gotten off the field, another third down in which you, you found a way to get off the field, you forced the punt, you're up 14, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, here they come again. But it's always something so stupid, just like the Perry on Winfrey penalty when they would have been off the field. Dude, what? Like, and credit to him, incredible play on the big hit. I thought Brock Purdy was dead. I'm I'm really surprised that uh, it didn't get reviewed. I'm I'm surprised it didn't get targeting. Well, the 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 whole thing that they were talking about in the booth is that. the Brock Purdy was not a defenseless player on that play. Okay, because he turned but back he, into it. Yeah, he 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 was actively making a play. Yeah, I mean, and he really that did hit sense. him with his shoulder. Uh, but sure. you know, it's just like last year uh, when their safety got kicked out of the Big Twelve Championship game. Mm-hmm. He he hit Drake Stoops with his shoulder, but the it was it was targeted at his head, or it ended up being because he head. was going over the middle. Yeah, yeah. It just isn't that kind of the story of the year, though. Just the way that once once it seems like one side of the football gets rolling, the other one just stalls. Whether it be offense, defense, or defense, offense, or even special teams, you finally, you know, put a good drive together. It's like last week, or uh, yeah, last week in, in Waco, you finally put a good drive together, and then all of a sudden, you uh, you miss a forty yard field goal. Today it was missing a twenty four yard field goal when you were able to give yourself a, a lead. Yeah, and that I mean, really almost kind of cost them. I mean, they should have been up ten. Yeah, you're not. You're, you shouldn't be sweating 
that fourth quarter drive because even if you give up a touchdown, you're still up. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. It has to be frustrating for them as the coaching staff because they just can't get everybody on the same page. And I guess we should note, too, that, you know, Riley talked about it in the pre or the post game. Uh, It sounds like the flu was just ravaging the locker room this week. I mean, he said at one point they had 20, 30 guys. It was like hard to practice almost is kind of how he made it out to be. So I think Gabe said they were they were minus they were down like twenty guys, uh, one day of practice. Well, I mean, I guess it's good to get it through now. Then, I guess next week. I I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's any way that I can pick o, OU to go up there and win. No, I don't think I will either. <laughs> it it almost be malpractice if I did. <laughs> I mean, the offense is just shockingly bad, and I, you know. I know people are going to talk about, oh, Lincoln Riley's lost and he needs to turn over the reins to someone else, and that's a valid, you know. It's more valid than it's ever been. It's more valid than it's ever been, but still, something else is going on. man. I, I mean, I give Lincoln Riley credit today. Today is the first time I've ever really felt, like, all year, like, even in the Texas game when, when Kennedy Brooks was running all over, over the place, so the first time against a legitimate team where I've actually thought, okay, the offensive line is starting to figure some stuff out. Then yeah, Andrew Rain gets his knee like caved they go in. Away from it. Well, I mean, Andrew Rain got his knee caved in. I think that's. I, I watching it on TV, Eddie. It was it was it was bad. It was like it wasn't like Willis McGahee bad, but it was you know yeah. it was bad. I mean, as bad well, as it can get. Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if we see him back this year. I was going to say, the good news on that is, after the uh, Eric Gray touchdown run, uh, you might be able to see in the video I got, Rame's one of the first people out there, and he seemed to be in pretty good spirits. Now, what does that mean that he can play football? I have no idea. But he was on the sidelines moving around, not like basically, you know, not with a brace on his knee to where he couldn't move, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I was told it was heavily wrapped. Okay. And I don't know if that was like ice on it or what, but yeah, um, it, it, it was just ugly. It was terrible. I mean, it was, sure. it was bad. And and you know what? Uh, amazing play by Anton Robinson to, or Anton Harrison to pick up the ball in the end zone. Oh, and get out. I mean, that's that's one of those kind of game saving plays, is it not? If Iowa State picks that up, who knows what happens? And by the way, um, we don't know his because that's when it either. was still seven seven, or I mean, fourteen uh, seven, right? It just is frustrating in a way that, like, I'm way past the point of thinking that they're going to be able to turn this thing on. I mean, they have one game left in the regular season. I mean, the the joke's kind of on us. And they're playing the best defense that they're going to sure. face all year. Sure. I don't know. It just. I will say this. I it's I mean, crazy. Iowa State's lost five games now this year, and the reason why is their offensive line just isn't that good. I mean, they got. Brock Purdy, I think they made Brock Purdy quit for a while today. I think he just went back to the locker room to reassess whether he wanted to keep playing football or not. What was the number out there? They had given up 12 sacks going into today, and they give up seven? Isaiah Thomas just has their number. OU's defensive line played really well today. I mean, Perry Winfrey played really well. Isaiah Thomas at times was dominant, which, I mean, the true definition of dominant, it felt like he was all over the field. Uh, Jalen Redmond, probably his best game of the year, which is kind of good news. It's wild. I saw Eric Bailey note this after the game. 
Redmond's been in Norman for four years. This will be his first Bedlam coming Jeez. up next weekend. That's crazy. But it, I, I, didn't you think that that was probably Delarian his Turner, best game? Turner-Yale had a great game today as well. And, I, I mean, apparently DJ Graham left with a groin. Which has is been that what they okay? Which has apparently been his issue this as. whole time. Yeah, um, he came back out in the second half and was uh, in street clothes. He wasn't even dressed out. Yeah, and I think he heard it on the the play where the guy went over the top of him. Yeah, on the near the sideline. Yep, I know exactly. And I'll what, say this: the 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 strip that they took forever to review. I still have no clue how that was the call because how is it last year that the guy strips Kennedy Brooks from out of bounds from Kansas? And that was a question I asked Lincoln Riley after the game. Like how, if the player who strips a ball is clearly out of bounds, how is the ball not out of bounds? And he had no answer, but yet today they use the reverse rule. That because his foot was out of bounds when he was stripping it, that meant the ball was out of bounds? Yeah. What the f*** are we doing? I tweeted it today, and it's probably not the most popular take, but a good way to avoid that is don't allow them to uh, complete a pass on third and 18. They didn't complete a pass. I still I still say it was incomplete. <laughs> he got it out of that. I mean, like, OU's, OU's defensive backs have been really good at that this year. Better sure. than ever before. Well, And, like, DJ Key had, Lawrence is a the, natural he, at it. DJ had the same play last week. That uh, It was right before the Brian Osimo forced fumble, and you thought that they were going to turn some momentum out of that. And, uh, you know, it went against them today. It was a good play. Anywhere else on the field... That ends up being a fumble by the way that they ruled that, right? Yeah. Like, if that's on the 40-yard line or the, you know, midfield or something. I mean, he fumbled it through the end zone. It should have been a touchback if it was anything. Yeah. And I, I, but it, actually, it, it should have be. been an incompletion because it wasn't a completion of a catch. Sure. I can go either way on that. And uh, Mike Pereira, it, whoever it was, he was like, look, this is one of those rare instances where if you look at this in real time, that's an incomplete pass. He said, yeah. but because you have the hindsight of slowing it down frame by frame, 120 frames per second or whatever, sure, it looks like the play is taking a lot longer than it actually is to complete. It was just, out of all the calls, I thought it was either fumble out of the end zone or incomplete. I never saw it going in the direction of, oh, the player touched it when he was out of bounds as he was stripping it, so the ball is out of bounds there. Still converted a third and 18, though. No, they didn't. It was an incomplete <laughs> pass. Sticking to my guns on that. They gave him seven points for it. Well, the next play they did. Well, yeah, technically true. <laughs> it um, just, I, I don't know. I, and the other I thing guess is. I look at it last half full on that. It's like you still gave up. A, and it was a good ball. I mean, Purdy put it in the right yeah. spot. I just. And that's, I mean, so early in the game, it doesn't really have any effect on the outcome. But at the same time, it's just, it was one of the, like, that was at the height of, oh my God, they didn't show up. Iowa State not only won the toss, but they took the ball. And then they just insulted your manhood by going, going straight down Going for it on fourth down. And... Yeah, just going straight down the field. I mean, look, they, I mean, you look at the stats, like, What's the thing you always worry about most with Iowa State, other than uh, Charlie Kohler? 
it's uh, Brees Hall. it's Brees Hall and Xavier Hutchinson. Like he was phenomenal in the Big Twelve Championship game last year, and I, I said it. I think I said it on the unofficial forty. Like this defense wants no part of Xavier Hutchinson at that point in the season. That was after the well, we talked about that. That was after the TCU game with the mm-hmm. the oh what's Johnston guy, Quentin Johnston. Quentin uh, Johnson, yeah. I was like, if Quentin Johnson does that to the secondary, Xavier Hutchinson's going to have like two hundred yards receiving. Sure. His day to day, ten catch or uh, Xavier Hutchinson. He actually ran it ten times today. Is that right? No, no, that's not. Right. Those that's yardage. He got ten yards. Xavier Hutchinson right. had one carry, ten yards, seven receptions, forty-eight yards, and he was targeted so he had, twelve times, which is impressive. He had seventy-seven yards total. Like Kohler was I mean, targeted not, fourteen me, 50, times. He had twelve catches. Yards. He had fifty-eight yards of total offense. That's and Brees Hall was even worse. I mean. Brees Hall had 58, 58 yards on 19 carries. Yards. Yeah. A I mean, 3.1 3. 1 yard. 1 a carry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live with that. And look you at Kennedy Brooks' yard per carry. 6.8. 6.8. Caleb Williams, 5.6. Eric Gray, 5.8. I mean, oh, you ran the ball well. but It's just frustrating, especially in the third quarter. I thought it was a, a perfect example of, or I mean, excuse me, the second quarter when Burkich missed his field goal. It's like you kind of ride Kennedy Brooks all the way down there and then you get in the red zone and you just kind of disappear. I don't know. It's like they they had Jaden Hazelwood on the uh the fade, which I I don't know. I kind of hate the play call on third down like that. It just if it works, I guess it it ends up looking great. I just I don't know. There's just a lot of questionable decisions coming from the sidelines, it seems like. Well, and there's also some weird things where, like, you know, you're substituting on the defensive line three plays into the game. Like, explain that to me. I'm, uh... Like, you take out Nick Benito and Isaiah Thomas three plays into the game. I'll I'll just say it. I, I think I'm done with the rotations. Like, that... It doesn't make sense. I think it gets guys out of rhythm. Okay, I'm going to say what I really think. I think it's f***ing stupid. I mean, it's, again, it's one of those analytics things. It's one of those, if guys play this many snaps, they'll give this much more production. But that's assuming that one and two and three are all equal. Now, I will say Marcus Stripling had a really great pass breakup guarding Brees Hall down the field today. Great play. Great play. But, but when it's third and seven and, and eight, you have Nick Benito in a spy. He's your best. Pa- he's one of the best pass rushers in the country. Well, the thing that sucks is he's spying, but he's also not dropping deep enough to affect throws over the middle to Charlie Kohler. <laughs> sure. So it's just like he's in no man's land. Sure. Like, what's the purpose of that? I don't know, man. It just like it. And. I guess, you know, like, I think the coaching staff would come back and say, well, look at the last play. It's Justin Broyles gets his hand tipped and uh, Patrick Fields that comes up with the interception. And, like, my response to that would be maybe if you have some other guys in there, you're never even in that position. I I just. Well, and I know I know Josh was livid early uh, yeah. that Key Lawrence has not been found a place to be in the starting lineup when Woody and DJ Graham are back. But. 
ends up he kind of loses the argument because DJ Graham gets hurt. And sure. if not for Key Lawrence, you're probably not even winning that game because you're not getting him knocking the ball out and and uh, Jalen Redmond running it back for a touchdown. Sure. Big boy was moving, man. Look good. Jalen Redmond can move a little bit. Getting closer to, to uh, having to try that cheese on honey buns. Oh, his uh, his snack or whatever. Yeah, that he puts. He... That's disgusting. <laughs> I would never try that. <laughs> you wouldn't take just a bite, just for. I mean, I might take a bite. Like YouTube fun. No, that I mean that sounds like something that you would eat at. It it sounds like something you would eat at like three o'clock in the morning after coming home from Campus Corner. It sounds like a uh, like a meal that you can get at one of those fat sandwich places, which supposedly there's a new fat sandwich over on Campus Corner. Really? I, I don't think it's called uh, fat sandwich, but it's the same idea. I think it's in the same building, Carrie, as uh, the like where. Uh, oh, damn it. What's the name of the place? Uh, the sub place that had uh, Jimmy Jones. Turkey. Turkey Tuesdays. Mm. Damn it. Not Pickleman's. Um, no. On uh, Mr. Goodson. Oh, Mr. Goodson. My God, it's been a long time since I've thought of that name. Kind of the same, that same building. I think, in fact, in kind of the same area. Hmm. I was never a fan. I didn't need, like, mozzarella sticks and chicken breast and all that oh, shit. Oh, a fat sandwich? There. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of good at like two thirty in the morning, and you get it delivered to like the Fiji house, and it doesn't get there until like four o'clock. So you pass out, and it's just sitting there at your door when you wake up. <laughs> it's kind of good. I guess we'll find out when we start pulling late nighters at the office. Sure. Had a couple people today said that they were having a little party, a little get together over there uh, at our neighbors above the uh, above the office. Wanted to know if we were going to be over there. Oh, tonight? Yeah. God. But I, you know, it just, it, I think that from a, just a pure frustration standpoint, the fans are all over this one and they have some, some, some legs to stand on. I mean, it's been frustrating to watch. There's points even today in the first half that's just like, I kind of hate watching this right now. It's like they, but at, the were same very, time, yeah. but at the same time, it was kind of fun to watch him play defense today. That was... Well, at, I at think points, that's where the fans... I mean, that's the hardest thing for the fans. Is like, you wanted Lincoln Riley to make a change defense for so long. Fix the defense, fix the defense, fix the defense. And then all of a sudden, your defense is actually starting to look decent. And all these guys have come back. Jalen Redman, Woody mm-hmm. Washington, DJ Graham... Um, who I'm missing? Oh, uh, Larry Turner yell. Yep. Like, and holy shit, defense is actually good. And then the offense is nothing. Like, it's not even like, I mean, like, it's so bad. It's like 2001 Nate Hibble bad. There's points where you go, and it, it sadly, it was kind of that that final possession before Iowa State got the ball back. It's like, I don't think they are going to move the ball because Iowa State knows you're going to run the ball. They're going to just load the box, and you're not going to be able to do much. It's not like 2009 post-Sam Bradford bad yet. That was the year when no one could catch a damn ball. DeWan Miller was the king of I can't catch. 
outside of like Broyles? Broyles is the only guy on that team that could catch a football consistently. Because you had lost uh, Grisham. Grisham. Is it is it kind of weird that they just? I mean, Hazelwood had a had a grab today. Mims has a grab today. They just don't have Mario Williams had the, like that end around. Michael Mike Woods had the 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 drop over the middle. He had a nice grab on the sideline over on the east side, but they just don't. It doesn't seem like they have a bunch of guys. And I know that is pass interference still in the rule book. Pass interference? Did they take that out? Did I miss that? Was memo? there a pass interference that I missed today? Yeah, the one on Mims early when he just got mugged. Oh, on the uh, on the sideline side, near the OU bench. On OU sideline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the deep ball. It was kind of overthrown, though. Like, I could see if if it would have been a little bit closer, maybe they maybe they call it, or maybe they throw a flag. For one thing, the Baylor corner had a club on, and none of these guys are looking back and finding the football. Yeah. It's a bunch of people just running into a receiver, hoping that they break up the pass, and that's what they're doing. And I guess that's no longer a penalty. I don't know, man. It's just I mean, I'm not trying to start ref bashing. I mean, it no, wasn't sure. great, but it wasn't you know, I know what you mean. Awful. I mean, it wasn't as egregious as uh last it, week against Mike Woods, yeah. but Yeah. I know what you mean. It just they it seems like they can't catch a break offensively at least on the offensive side of the football. Well, it, we're at that point in the show where we're like Lincoln, you got to figure it out. I don't know if he can. I mean, I don't know if he can. Not this season. I mean, their best hope right now is that they just played like shit against Baylor. And Iowa State and Oklahoma State just aren't as good as, you know, they appear to be. (laughs) Because Iowa State's offensive line was terrible today. Kind of sad that that's where this thing is, isn't it? Like, like if OU wins the Big Twelve Championship this year, it's it's not on OU. Like, it's, oh, instead it's not, of expanding, it's on the you. Big Twelve should shut down. Yeah, the Big Twelve. This is officially on you if OU can't win this this year, or if if they do win this this year. I mean, in, like in a kind there's, of a sick, sad way, it's already on them that they haven't been able to knock OU out yet, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, oh. This is just, it's 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 unwatchable. The offense right now, for a Lincoln Riley offense to play like this the last two weeks, I never thought I would see it. And I don't know that it was any worse with Spencer Rattler at any point this season. I just can't put my finger on. It's 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 almost like it's everything. It's all of the above. It's play calling. It's an offensive line that is still finding its way in the 11th game of the year, which is shocking. Uh, It's guys not making plays when the opportunity presents itself. It's a quarterback uh, that's a freshman trying to maybe do a little too much almost. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it doesn't take much to just completely unravel something that was working just Mm -hmm. fine. Like, you know. Uh, your car, um, you know, maybe it has a, a cable or something that 
goes bad and it causes something else to go bad and all of a sudden you can't drive your car. It's us. It's like, you know, it's play calling. It's not allowing the, the offensive line to develop a physical attitude. What do you make of like the play calling issue? What's going on there? You know, Joe Clatt was talking a lot about that today. Um, I mean, that we're talking about a guy that was basically being hailed as the best play caller in the country three years ago, and now it's like there's some very questionable decisions being made. And there was all this innovation and all this stuff. I mean, um, you know, the, the 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 amount of yardage they were pick up and how quickly they would score and all that stuff, it's just gone. And it almost is like Lincoln's pressing too hard to have that explosive play all the time instead of just, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to run it on first down. Like, that was Klatt's thing today. He was like, Lincoln needs to run the ball on first down because he throws it on first down, it's incomplete. He throws it on second down, it's a you know drop pass or incomplete, and it's third and long. And all of a sudden, you've never had any opportunity. Like, I would love to go back this year and see, like, how many times Lincoln Riley ran the ball after he got like no gain or to two yards on the play before running, mm-hmm. maybe it's Lincoln. Maybe it's not Caleb Williams being too greedy. Maybe it's Lincoln Riley being too greedy. Because he, he's gotten my, used to put, nine yards per play. I mean, it's that's like just, the standard that he set. Like you make almost ten yards a play. It's like he wants to get at least ten yards a play. But, I mean, this is an Iowa State team that's given this offense, even with Baker Mayfield, as much trouble as anybody. And I think most of the people on that team were playing when Baker Mayfield was here. Yeah, they were. Mike Rose is, is he an eighth-year senior? God, I mean, there's some of those guys that, Charlie Kohler, Chase Allen, uh, you know, Greg Eisworth is still playing football at Iowa State. <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel like I went down to uh, the DFW area. What, he was he went to, uh, oh, what's the high school? Uh, I can see it. It's like a three-name high school. I have to look it up now. I'm cheating. But uh, I remember going to Garland. Isn't it, is it one of those? South High School? South Garland or one of those? Grand Prairie. God, I could not think of it. South Grand Prairie. Uh, South Grand Prairie. But I remember going down there with with, uh, Josh, like a spring thing with him. And I feel like that was honestly seven or eight years ago. So there are there are a bunch of guys that are uh, it it just has to be disappointing down there for uh, or up there in Ames. I mean, I just I can't. I mean, nobody's had a more disappointing, more. No one has fallen shorter of their season goals more than Iowa State has this year. I mean, no, it's, it's maybe not Florida. Even maybe Florida is the only thing that you could compare it to. Maybe, and they got a coach that's you know I think has a foot out the door. So I just you can't put a can't put your finger on. It. I think that uh, somebody said I think it was T.J. Eckert after the game said that OU is now uh, undefeated in one possession games. I think they're six and zero, oh, and Iowa State's two and four. I mean that's it right there. That that is your season right there. That's the difference between. Uh, being ten and one and six and five now. I mean, but like truly, you said, truly a couple plays. The thing, uh, the thing that you mentioned earlier, 
about what OU could be. Like, Iowa State is what OU could be. Yeah, no doubt. Baylor's going to hold on a win. That is a gritty win for Dave Aranda's club because I don't think that there is anybody. They might be f- next week, though. I mean, I don't think Gary Bohannon, with that hamstring injury, as bad as it looked, and the screaming that was coming out of him, yeah, they might be going to, to Texas Tech with their backup quarterback. They might be in a little trouble. Is that in, uh, is that in Lubbock? I believe so. Well, no, no, no. Don't they play that in Jerry World, or is that done? They don't do that anymore. No, know. it's in Waco. Okay. Or it's eh, a good question, Carrie. I don't know. I know they moved it to Jerry World for a while. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, nah. On the schedule, it just says versus Texas Tech, so it doesn't have it doesn't denote anything. But by the way, Jared has just pointed out to me that Texas. Has to be up there. It's most disappointing. Although, you know, I mean, I mean, but still, Iowa State was a favorite. Like, a, a de facto favorite. Not just for the Big 12 championship, but for the, the college football playoff. I mean, they were oh, top 10 back in the summer. Yeah, like, I mean, Texas is having a disappointing season, and obviously so. They lose their sixth straight, first time since 1956 that they've lost six games. If we've learned anything over the last couple of weeks, I didn't realize that 1956 for uh, the University of Texas football team was just god-awful. But they didn't have the expectations that Iowa State had. I mean, people had them in their college football playoff at the beginning of the year. Oh, Texas. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened in that game. I didn't see it all. I just saw a lot of, because I follow, like, Brian Davis and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, if it gives you any Anwar idea. Anwar and all that. Like, it was just, it just sounded like it was, I think, Casey Thompson had an awful, awful day. Got replaced by Hudson Card, who th- I think got hurt, and then Casey Thompson had to go back in. Come back in. Well, if it tells you anything about Texas's day, I mean, they had Brian Davis covering Texas basketball against Gonzaga last week. He didn't go to the Kansas game. That's what kind of season Texas has had. Wow. They're taking pe- they're taking their beat rider off of a Texas Kansas game, which they they lost by the way. To go cover. Well, they probably didn't think there was any way that that game would be. At all. Oh, no. 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 Interesting. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's just pathetic. Although, you know what? If I gave Bob the choice to go watch OU play the number one team in the country, he'd go. Yeah, now, and it was a little bit of a different scenario with Gonzaga being as good as they are and that kind of stuff, but Utah's just kicking the shit out of Oregon tonight. Oh. Well, that's good for OU. It is. I mean, oh, we can't. It is. I'm just saying it is. I'm, I'm, I am going I'm, to allow optimism, Eddie. I'm going to allow everyone to, to build themselves back up only to be torn down next week. All right? Oh, God. I mean, I'm 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 here to, to like I'm here to will, sell unofficial get, 40 hats. All right. That's what that's my goal this week. <laughs> they might they might get embarrassed next week, but. They would get. I don't I can't even begin to think how bad it might get. I mean, it might just be so ugly that it's unwatchable. <laughs> I mean, can you if it's if it's cold next week to be sitting in the stands to watch a defensive bloodbath? 
I mean, it would be kind of fun. It'd be a little bit different than what it used to be. Here's the thing. Like, I know people were saying two weeks ago that OU opened as a favorite. Are they a favorite Monday? Can I table that for about three hours? Because OSU hasn't looked too good down in Lubbock right now. Oh, boy. I mean, it's 3 nothing. They're about to kick another field goal to go up 6-0, but... They've struggled offensively. This would be the week that you would worry about a letdown, I think. Oh, sure. They played and, so well, plus they have you know, Bedlam as, coming up. As bad as Tech's been, they're still 6-4 and four coming off of a win over Iowa State last week. Tech might be the best team that ever got their coach fired. It's unbelievable. I did see something that was funny I wanted to bring up because uh, it made me laugh, but Dylan Buckingham's down there at uh, the game down in Lubbock. He tweeted earlier that uh, the tech announcing team that was suspended for the Big 12 game yeah. or for tonight's game, uh-huh. they're honoring their producer, I guess, during one of the timeouts because uh-huh. he's retiring. Yeah. And he's wearing a shirt that says Free Jensen and Harris on it. So is Level on the call tonight then? I think he is. But like the awful announcement, like I haven't heard anything that he isn't. But the awful announcing thing, like, included him as part of the group that got suspended. So I don't know. I didn't think that was the case, though. Yeah, did you see me tweeting about uh, can, if we name the officials on Twitter, Twitter, or we're going to get suspended by the Big 12 for Bedlam? So soft. Can't believe that they suspended him for something like that. Like I said, I don't think they would have suspended him if they hadn't gone after Bowlesby. I know. Yeah, I said the same thing earlier this week. And probably naming the referees was probably... Well, naming the referees was number one, but I'm saying the suspension might not have happened if they blamed Bowlesby for being on the take, basically. (laughs) Accused Bowlesby of it. It was pretty good, though. You got to admit, like, that's a... You know, like the... Oh, the... uh, Like, Jake Kemp and... uh, uh, Dan McDowell do like the uh, Homer call of the week. That's yeah. like hands uh-huh. down going to be the Homer call of the right, week. Or yeah. I think it was last week. It's pretty good. I mean, it's just, it, it. it's ridiculous because they're doing their job, which is uh, in the heat of a game when you've been doing it that long and you see a lot of weird stuff. Like we've all seen some weird shit this year, man, with the refs. And you see that and you're just like, I think it's like the rest of the world. Everybody's going a little bit crazy. Being cooped up, going on two years, and it's just weird shit happens. Yeah. People lose their mind a little bit. No doubt. But, I mean, it's like that's what they're paid to do. That's why the fans listen to them. They want to hear that kind of stuff. It's just like, did you see the uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson thing today? Awesome. He got... Absolutely He got uh, a, a... Person, well, what was the exact phrasing of it? It was uh, unsportsmanlike Under, conduct. Unsportsmanlike. You got unsportsmanlike conduct because he signed a UCLA cap that a fan handed him in the, from the stands after he scored a touchdown. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The ref literally went over there and shoved him back toward his bench for doing a solid for a fan in the stands. Like Pretty, pretty badass. How badass? bad a look is that for the NCAA? Like, all the stuff that they've gone through and tried to avoid, like, you're also 
okay, nobody really gives a shit about football on the West Coast, so let's make it harder for the fans and the players to like each other. People just suck nowadays. I mean, it just, like, that's what you're going to get angry about? Come on. It was a fantastic celebrate touchdown celebration, though. To grab a hat and sign it as quickly as he did, like he did it all the time. He might, he might have set that up himself, and he might be I selling that ready on to eBay. Say, was it a plan? You think it was a plan? It's an NIL deal, I bet. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. And the person that gave him that hat has like a GoPro on, <laughs> and then they released that video as an NFT. That would be amazing. That would be amazing if you found out. I don't know if that would break the rule of that you can't do NIL like during, during the team game. activities. No. Be pretty incredible if it was. I would I would like to talk to that the person that came up with that plan if that's if that's a fact. Let's see what else they got. <laughs> Start pulling some oh, shit off here in Norman. So, uh, I mean, look, I think what you take out of today is that, one, I'm not trying to be Lincoln Riley here. They won. They did win. Uh, and the defense, I mean, Eddie, you were exasperated with the defense at one point today, so it wasn't perfect. Uh, no, like, I, there are points, and especially in the first quarter, it was like, I'm kind of sick of this shit. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. But, but you take it, it as a whole and put it all back to back. A hell of a lot more good and even great than than bad. Yeah. It's just unbelievable to me that they can look like they do right now offensively. And then I think it kind of hurts even more from a fan perspective when you look up and C.J. Stroud was 32 of 35 for like 6,000 yards today. Yeah, but like, Michigan State had the worst secondary in the country. Oh, they're awful. I, but you know what, Gary? We've been talking about Which this shows you that Michigan's for a couple weeks now. Good. Michigan State's not a good football team. No. I mean, I think Oklahoma State's better than both Michigan and Michigan State. Sure. Cincinnati whooped the shit out of SMU, though, man. God, what an ass beating. I mean, that thing was, what was it, like 20 to nothing before 27 SMU to nothing. even knew. Yeah. And it sounds like Skip uh, or Sonny Dykes is headed to TCU so like that came out this after this uh this week I didn't even see I don't that. know that oh, um, yeah thing, I guess I did that had, yeah that had an ass whooping written all over it Jesus by the way tech has like 16 yards of total offense right now good luck good luck God. <laughs> oh man when was the last time when was the last time you oh you went up to Stillwater and it seems like from the outside looking in. I did not see 2011 happening. I didn't see that happening. Not I, like, not the, not the ass. Like no. 2013 was tough, but you kind of knew that like, you're going to have to make it ugly. O OSU wasn't necessarily as good as they were defensively as they are this year. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Maybe they can embrace the idea of, Playing spoiler because that's what they are. I mean, they're they're going to have to be the spoiler going into it, and yeah, as it turns out, it's like I mean, twenty thirteen is probably win, the one year where Oklahoma State felt like next week you're not going to Arlington. Yeah, I think twenty thirteen was the year, and everybody was kind of like, um, 
okay, Oklahoma State's really got a chance here. Because that was the year that the guy tried to trip uh, um, Eric Stryker in the end zone. Yeah. Of course, we got pelted by the chicken bones and stuff. Yep. And frozen water bottles. I almost got beheaded by a turkey leg. <laughs> it was also the uh, year that uh, Kevin Clintworth blocked me on Twitter because I tweeted out the video of the Eric Stryker tripping. Interesting. I give him shit every time I see him. I say, Kevin, when are you going to unblock me? He just laughs about it. Did you ask anybody down on the field today why Pat Fields blocked you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. That's so weird. I have no idea. I think it's probably because I said I'm sick of watching him play football. I had to double check, too, just to make sure I wasn't blocked. Mm-hmm. If, it, if I, I, if if I had been, if I had been um, blocked, I would have been like, oh, well, he's an unofficial 40 listener. That's all right. Look, he had he had a pick today. He caught a ball when out of the air. When you say that, I want people to think of uh, Major League and uh, what is it? What's the guy's name uh, sitting out in the outfield? That's how I feel when OU does something good this year. Oh, the uh, the uh, was the it Randy Quaid or one of the Quaid brothers? Yeah, Dan, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's how I feel. They're gonna blow it. They're going to blow it. <laughs> Too high. It's 28 to nothing, Utah. 21-0, excuse me. Oh, JoJo's going to be a happy man tonight. Oh, is he all over Utah this week? No, I'm just saying his Buckeyes path has been clear. Oh, Buckeyes. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I want Michigan to win next week. That would be funny. All right, well, um, look, we'll deal with Bedlam when it comes on. I'm going to be oh, like it, the football players. Enjoy the win. It was nice cool, to win. It was nice to see that defense play well. Sure. None of us will figure out exactly what the hell's going on with the offense. Because if Lincoln Riley can't figure it out, how the hell do you expect us to figure it out? It is 28 to nothing, by the way, Utah at halftime. Uh the one cool thing that did happen at halftime was they honored the 2000. Yes. I'm about to put the video up on uh, the board. It was cool that there was, it looked like it was a really good turnout. There yeah. was a bunch of those guys out there. So I thought that was really cool. And you could just tell stuff like that is very sentimental to Bob. It yeah, seemed like it's good something like that really meant a lot to him. Um. And I think they had a pretty good uh, little get-together last night as well down in Norman. Yeah, he was talking about I saw some, I think Bubba Burcham, I saw some of his stuff on Twitter or on Facebook Okay, early this morning. Uh, Rocky Kalmus looks great. So, I, I yeah, it was great to see. And obviously, yeah, cool. kind of where I cut my teeth with that team. So, really, really cool. All right. I'm about to put the video up. All right. That sounds good. Uh, that's going to do it. By the way, uh, reminder Dead Soxy uh, hit me up after the game was over. They said, look, the score thing, we wanted it to be better than that. We don't, we don't want to give 28% off. This is a big deal to us every year. Uh, and so they wanted to uh, go ahead and extend a special offer deadsoxy.com. Uh, if you go uh, check out the website, they got the uh, the Maker Bayfields back in stock. Um, but they are going to give you 40% off using the code SCOREsooners. It's all one word, SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, Sooners. 
and uh, they will give you 40% off with that promo code. Uh, since the Sooners couldn't quite score 40 or 50, they wanted to make sure that you were still going to get a really good deal because they love doing this, especially this time of year. Christmas is coming up. Uh, you know, we love their socks. So uh, if you know someone out there, uh, you want to hint to your wife, hey, go get me some dead socksies. Uh, use that code SCORE SOONERS and you'll get 40% off your entire order. And, and It's maybe the greatest stocking stuffer that you could throw oh, out there. So good. Especially the new OU stuff. I mean, it's no doubt awesome looking. No doubt. All right, uh, that will do it. Thanks to uh, Eskridge Lexus and all the boys over there for uh, always being a part of the show as well. Appreciate you guys and uh, hoping that uh, those assembly lines get going again real soon and uh, we start getting some cars back in this United States of America because uh, we need them. Um, anyway, thanks to Ed Eskridge, uh, to Will, uh, to the entire Eskridge family. Uh, always great supporters, and thanks to you for listening. We'll be back with the unofficial 40, where we can kind of start to get doom and gloomy uh, heading into Bedlam. <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a weird, weird week. I'm going to be such a wet blanket this week. Try not to be. Well, I'm just... Prepare yourselves. I still think they need to take lawyers with them. There's going to be an assault. <laughs> Well, uh, they were nice enough to credential us, so we appreciate that. So, Oh, I love all the Oklahoma State people up there. I could see Rex and Chief. Absolutely, Kyle Briggs, all the boys. It's going to be good to see them all. All right, uh, that's going to do it. We'll be back again uh, after the Oklahoma State game and uh, back midweek for the unofficial 40. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sooners win at 28-21, 10-1 on the season. Home finale, or the uh, season finale... Coming up next, the regular season finale, we'll see if OU ends up in the Big 12 championship uh, or if they end up on the outside looking in. That'll do it. We'll be back again. Thanks for listening.